What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Planners and Wine. My name is Myra. And my name is Meg. Welcome back, guys. Yay, welcome back to another week. I don't know why, but it feels like it's been a while. But we were here last week with the Patriarch. Girl, you know, when your life is busy and the weeks are long, it feels like that. It always feels like we're having to relearn how to record a podcast (laughs) every single single week. It's wild. I don't know. It just feels like we recorded on Sunday, too, last week, Uh right? We did. Because sometimes if we do it early, it feels longer. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. This week has just been like it went by fast, but it was super slow at the same time, if that makes sense. I agree. Uh, this week went by super fast, and it was just like jam packed. Mm-hmm. Not only with stuff that we have going on, but just stuff going on in the world on social media. Like it, it's a lot, y'all. So this week's episode is kind of jam packed with all the celeb stuff because you know people want to scab the strike. Um, you know we got another Bria Jones situation. Um, we have an update on the whole Ashton Kutcher debacle. Uh, and then we still got Planner World stuff. So yeah, this is a meaty, this is a meaty episode. I'm kind of excited. I've been dying to talk about some of these things with you all week. Yeah, the muggles have been muggling. Yeah, they have. <laughs> Should have went to Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. You weren't invited. Okay. Um <laughs> you didn't get in. <laughs> But yeah, y'all, we are excited to know y'all's feedback on these topics too. So make sure y'all chime in on the conversations if y'all are part of Patreon. Uh, let us know in our Facebook group. And if you're not, you know, hit us up on Instagram, in the DMs, on our Facebook page, all those things. Um, just let us know what you think. But before we get into everything, Myra, how was your week? Oh, real quick. Um, yeah. This was a part of my week too, but I went to the YouTube page and for whatever reason, YouTube was holding like so many comments. So if you get a comment from me <laughs> after three months, it's not my fault. It is YouTube. Fault. I, I don't know why. And there was nothing wrong with the comments or anything. So but, were they like flagged for review or something like that? Yeah. Wow. And it will be stuff like, you know, that we talked about on the show. Nothing yeah. crazy. No, I can see like links and stuff. No links. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm going to just have to make sure to stay on, on top of that. So sorry. It was a lot, but I did go through all of them. So FYI, um, I am trying to make sure we stay on top of the YouTube because I know a lot of people like to watch us there, but yeah, you're probably hearing this late too. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, y'all been ignoring me for six months (laughs) on YouTube. I'm I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. I spent some time just going through those. It was like 50 some comments. It was a lot of comments. I mean, yeah, that's good, but yeah. Now people think we don't respond to them, but whatever. We do, y'all. We do. We do. We do. It was just yeah. in La La Land or whatever. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot of trying to get my life together, trying to figure out what we're doing with like social media and mm-hmm. um, school. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I did this week to be honest. It just went by. Girl, the week has been a blur. Yeah, yeah, I totally feel you. It's just a lot going on. Like, getting used to the rhythm of having a, you know, legitimately school age child and yeah. all the things that come with that is definitely something that people don't talk about enough. 
So if y'all yeah. have children who are just now, you know, becoming school age and y'all are getting used to that rhythm, chime in and let us know how is that going for you and the struggles that you're having because the struggle has definitely been real over here. Like making sure we're on a consistent schedule, getting her to bed on time, getting her up on time, getting her to eat breakfast, which is a daily struggle. Seriously. It's a lot. I don't understand it's a, it. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like they protest. Yeah. They're like, like, maybe if I don't eat, they won't make me go to school. <laughs> no, you still got to go. <laughs> you still got to go. <laughs> yeah, get something there because I know you're going to yeah. be hungry. But it's it's also like, I be feeling bad with breakfast too because mm-hmm. I know you need it. But like, I can't force you to eat it. I know. I know. Same. Same, same, same. I think we just have to wrap our heads around that. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Like you said, breakfast at school is an option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know the other day, like Mason kind of barely ate her breakfast. And, you know, we she, we took her to school. And she told me later on in the day, like, yeah, me and my friend went and bought breakfast this morning. I said, oh. Just she said it just like casually. And I was like, shook. Not so, she, like she in high school. Girl just dropped it on me. <laughs> just dropped it on me like a bomb. Okay. Yeah, I was proud. <laughs> I was like, well, that is so good to know and such a relief on my mommy heart because like you said, I'm feeling guilty. Like, I don't want to think my baby is hungry or something. And, you know, it's not like back in the day where they had snack breaks and stuff like that. I think yeah. they just, you know, start class and do all the things and you're not eating until we go to lunch. So basically, yeah. 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 I'm at the ask if they would allow, it's probably some kind of restrictions about all that, like having a snack or whatever. Cause like it's worth asking, you never know. Yeah, it's yeah, worth asking. Because I do bring his water bottle, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, because mm-hmm. he struggled with drinking water, but now he, you know, goes through it since he's in school. So that's yep. good. But yep. yeah, yeah, my ex. Yeah, just to see. Yeah, but yeah, y'all, the parenthood struggle is so real for you guys out there with uh multiple children. Why? No, girl, that's not why. How? Yeah. How slash why? How is hard. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's it's a struggle with just one. Mm -hmm. But maybe if they're close in age, they can kind of help each other out too. That's always nice. You know what? This has definitely been a time where I've been wishing that Mason had like a school aged older sibling who Mm -hmm. was there and could guide her and take care of her and do all the things. But, you know. Life works out the way it works out. So I know yeah. I want that for Ashton too, because mm-hmm. just knowing somebody is mm-hmm. there that you are familiar with, like makes you feel so much better. I know. Yeah, I know. But it I'm does. sorry. That didn't happen for me either, though. Somebody got to be the brothers? oldest. Being I had an older brother. Yeah, yeah but we were you guys in at school at the same time? Elementary school at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I really don't remember. Because me and my brother are like four years apart. So yeah. when I was in kindergarten, he was what, I guess fourth grade. And then we were together for like two more years. And then he was off to middle school. So it didn't mm-hmm. last long. But I'm sure that was probably like a like a nice relief for my parents yeah. to be able to have my brother there or whatever. Just as that extra, just, you know, security blanket, somebody to take care of me. But like you, somebody got to be the oldest. So. I guess it's me. <laughs> and Ashton and Mason. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, guys, oh, we got a lot to get into. Uh, before we get there, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we will be right back. 
All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and get into all the things that have been going down this week. I got to start with this Drew Barrymore situation because I think this is like a world record for like a story breaking and being resolved in the shortest amount of time ever. And we have been getting updates on this story literally since last Sunday when we first recorded, I think when the first broke and every day since then, including today that mm-hmm. it has finally came to some type of resolution and it's been crazy. So in case you live under a rock, Drew Barrymore, the actress, uh, she has a talk show, the Drew Barrymore show, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously, since these this writer strike has been going on, her show has been on hiatus because she has writers on the staff for her show. And obviously, to be in solidarity with those writers, they have not uh, been doing her show. Well, literally out of nowhere. Drew put out a statement last weekend saying that her show would resume production uh without her writers and oh y'all it was like let's talk about that part of it first so it was as if drew felt like the her show was like saving the world and like the show must go on because without the drew barrymore show how can people function like we t- we had y'all back during the pandy and we gotta have y'all back during this strike and the, there's so much going on in the world how are y'all going to be okay without the Drew Barrymore show? So we will be, you know, working within the confines of the strike regulations, but we will be working. And of course the strike people came out and was like, nah, there is no way to be working within the confines of the strike. Like this is (laughs) what they call scabbing, which is breaking the strike. So let's talk about our reactions to that initial very first statement before we get into the next statement and then the resolution because it's so much. I just feel like the whole like conversation around like they're like you said trying to save the world or we're you know putting people back to work da 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 like it's such a cop out because Drew got it like if you want like a, a lot of these shows are starting funds for the writers yep. to like carry them through throughout the strike for her and her team or whatever the show. To be like, oh, you know, we're doing this for the people. Girl, stop. Drew has the money to pay these people out of her yeah. own pocket. Definitely. She has been in Hollywood since the day she was born. She's a, a ultra Nepo baby. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Even though we love Drew, that's the truth. She's an ultra Nepo baby. She got it. She got it. And it's like, if she's really worried, because obviously... There are other people on the staff in production who are not writers Mm -hmm. who, as the show has been on hiatus, you know, they're going through it also. But I'm sure that for the most part, those people are probably in solidarity with the writers. Those people are probably extremely overworked and underpaid in their own ways, too, or whatever. And if they're not okay, and if they are struggling, like you pointed out, Drew absolutely has the means to make sure those people are taken care of until the strike is over. And I don't know why she feels like the only solution is to get back to work when that is in direct contradiction with the strike because it's like, and I've seen a lot of people kind of go into why this is bad because I didn't have my own understanding of this. Obviously, it's not being a part of Hollywood or whatever. But, you know, this really kind of undercuts the whole point of the strike because if the studios are still going to be able to get, um, you know, shows and movies and mm-hmm. things like that, if those things are still going to go on, they have zero 
um reason to settle and and make this right. They have zero reason to pay these people to get these people their money. Like if shows are still gonna go move forward without the writers, it really just undercuts the entire purpose. And it's like when one big show does this, other big shows are gonna fall in line and possibly start doing it too. And then you know it's just it's just not good. It's just not good for the writers. Like I said, it's people on TikTok who can explain that way better than I can. Yeah, but that's just what it comes down to. Like this is there's a reason why. Uh, so many of these shows and production companies are struck shows or production companies because it does not help their, their cause for y'all to still move forward and continue as business as normal. So, yeah, I mean, to my understanding, that's the whole purpose of the strike is to kind of stop these big networks and big wigs from basically moving forward yeah. and continuing to make money yeah. and for them to try to like, make it seem like i feel like they kind of thought like mm, you know like it's been going on for a while maybe people forgot da, 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 but ain't nobody forgot ain't nobody forgot Mm-mm. nobody forgot i no. i don't know i think that's that's the vibe i'm getting like you know let's wait this out a little bit mm-hmm. yep exactly exactly so obviously that was met with a ton of backlash i mean it was to the point where her own writers were outside of her studios striking their show that they work at, which is wild. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it obviously that just shows the necessity and yeah. the importance of the strike in the first place. So because of the backlash, Drew put out another statement. This one was a video on her Instagram page where she was extremely, you know, on the brink of crying at one point, I feel like she got a little teary and where she like deeply, deeply apologized for continuing with the show and for the people that she had hurt. But then she doubled down on continuing with the show, even though she just apologized. So It's giving a YouTube content creator apology, borderline ukulele type Mm -hmm. vibes. Yeah. And my like very relatable background and my mm-hmm. you know clearly a mansion but i'm gonna make it look like it's a two-bedroom house i'm gonna go to the guest room i'm gonna go <laughs> somewhere that's not as let me not put on any makeup uh-huh yep yep like yep. y'all have done it so many times that the people can see right through that bullshit mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I feel like we the people are becoming like getting closer and closer to just eating the rich because they've been messing up so bad yeah. and it's been so infuriating. Um, and that's and that's when she kind of even doubled down on her stance of you know how how much her show was helping people and it just felt very, very egotistical and it just felt very self-centered. And it's like, you can't do something and then apologize for it and want forgiveness, but then continue to do it. How does that work? It's like, okay, I'm going to steal from you, but I'm so sorry I stole from you. And now I'm going to continue to steal from you though. But just know that I'm sorry that I'm, I have to do this. Yeah. Just say sorry. Just, quote unquote evolves you from everything and it's mm-hmm. like I think the people have we have too much access like with mm-hmm. social media and just the internet in general like we get it now and yeah. unfortunately with social media we've seen these type of apologies it's not just celebrities anymore mm-hmm. it's now like influencers that have been doing this so we know we can pick up on the cues immediately and I don't know who's our PR team but they they need to get with the times because although she says it wasn't a PR, you know, 
yeah. spot behind it. Like you clearly read the script, girl. Like, clearly <laughs> something. Yeah. And it, it just, you know, I've seen a lot of people say this too in regards to the situation. Like the best apology is change behavior. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not going to change your behavior and if you're going to still move forward on what you're doing, but you're so sorry about it, you're not actually sorry about it. And that video statement caused even more backlash than her original statement to the point where I believe she took it down mm-hmm. either the same day or the next day. It was down it was pretty very gross, fast. Yeah. yeah. It was not received well at all. And it, and it shouldn't have been like, it was just BS. Like you don't care. Like don't say that you care, but you're still going to do it. You don't really care. It doesn't mean anything. So that brings us to the resolution of all this. And mind y'all, this all happened within a week, a literal week. All these statements, apologies, changes, and what they were gonna do. Um, oh, you know what? Let me let me let me backtrack Has before I get to the resolution. Hmm? Hasn't even... it's been okay almost exactly a week. Okay, because I forgot about the part where two some people, some guests were kicked out of the audience of her show for wearing uh like WGA strike pins. Or whatever. Did you see that story? Yeah, like mm-hmm. people were kicked out of her show. Like people in the audience were kicked out of her show for wearing strike pins. And of course, because of the horrible backlash, Drew reached out to them and offered them tickets to the show. Which why would they take tickets to the show? They just got kicked out of yeah, like, literally yeah. wearing a pin. Like they weren't even in there, like causing a big ruckus. They literally just had just on had a pin on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then after that, as they were letting guests in, they were checking their bags and confiscating any type of strike shirts, pins, paraphernalia, anything. So they weren't going to kick you out anymore because that looked too bad, but they were going to take all your shit to show that you were in solidarity with the strike, even though let them tell it they're in solidarity with the strike too. I forgot about that. This is wild. This is so wild. A nightmare. Because it's like they, they want to record the show, but they don't want people to like showcase what they're doing. But let them tell it. They are in solidarity with the strike. They keep saying like we're we're abiding by the rules of the strike, even though by literal virtue of them creating the show, they're not. But they just yeah. kept trying to, you know, gaslight everybody into believing that they were going by the rules of the strike. But it's like, okay, so then why are you taking away strike pins and paraphernalia if you stand? Yeah. Right. What's the issue? So that brings me <laughs> to the resolution that today. Drew put out another IG statement <laughs> now saying that she is going to pause the production of the show until the strike is over. And it's like, I just can't help but think, like, if you were coming to this, like, Drew, this is what you were doing a week and a half ago. You had pa- you had already been in, you know, pausing the show until the strike was over. You could have just stuck with that and avoided this literal media nightmare, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it was greed or ego or whatever, you decided to unpause your show. Then you decided to double down on unpausing your show. And now you decided to pause your show again. And it's like, she just created all of this bad will towards herself and her show for literally no reason, literally no reason to appease the studios. I don't really know what the motivation was. I, I don't get it either. Because right now you just look a mess. Yeah. This looks chaotic mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. Very. 
very chaotic. And you know what? One thing that I did see, there was a guy, I believe he's like a science teacher or something like that. And he had came out and he said that he had been invited to come on the Drew Barrymore show, uh, I believe for their like September 20th taping or something like that. Um, and at first he was all set to do it. But then once he realized that this was a struck show and they were going against, you know, the strike rules in order to put this show into production, he pulled out of it. Um, and like I said, he made a TikTok explaining, you know, why he pulled out of it and everything. I have a feeling that, you know, because Drew's show is like a talk show based type of show, whatever, where she has guests and other yeah. celebrities and stuff come on. I have a feeling she was having a real issue getting people to come onto her show. Mm -hmm. And that's really what pushed them into this. Not even so much the backlash, but it's like there's no show to make if it's just her sitting on stage by herself. What's the show? You know, especially seeing this backlash. Why did they this shit through, girl. It was. It was like who's going to so come on here? Who was so short sighted? Yeah, yeah. And probably if they did get anybody to commit to coming on, no shade. It probably wasn't anybody really worthwhile because you know there's always some people who gonna be willing to do whatever for you know clout, whatever. Mm. Um, but I feel like the people that they probably really wanted, like the other celebrities, other actors and stuff, they was like absolutely not. Especially once all this backlash happened, like even yeah, if they would have sure. thought about it before, once they saw this backlash, they was mm. like absolutely not. I'm not risking my reputation and career. To sit on your couch for ten minutes and talk to you? No. I. I know they really tried it, and now she's trying to walk it back like it was her decision. I I think you know what you said is right. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't get nobody on the show, so yeah. there is no show. There's no show because you already don't have no writers, and, and now you don't have no guests. What is the show? <laughs> what is just the Drew show? sitting there, basically. Right. Right. Talking about what to who to the producer? Yeah, this was just it was this so short sighted and just so ridiculous and so unnecessary for her to just go back to doing what she was doing a week and a half ago, which is not making the show. She right back there, but now she got all this hate and vitriol that is very well deserved for one girl. Yeah, I really think that they were like, it's been long enough, you know the people as in you know the everyday mm -hmm. folks probably already forgot like clearly you know the writers and actors are still you know out in mm -hmm. the street protesting and stuff but i think they thought the masses have forgot yeah and yeah. they found out no yep and you know what i also saw a lot of comparisons to other programming that has been able to continue regardless of the strike such as like Good Morning America. I think there are some other like talk show style hosts that uh, shows that have been able to continue. I know in, in the instance of like GMA, like that's considered like a new show in its contract. So there's some sort of stuff going on behind the scenes that makes it so that show is not breaking the strike by continuing. There are certain shows that fall into that category as like mm -hmm. a new show. Drew, that ain't your show. Ain't nobody going to you for news, sweetie. That's the ego again. It's, <laughs> you know? Be so for real. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just so funny to me. Because I feel like that's what they were trying to... Or did they say that's what they were trying to, like, you know, fall into the, the, the category. Of I don't know news. that for sure. I've never okay. heard her say that, but that okay. is so what I've heard from, you know, 
the TikTok experts yeah, the people. talking about yeah. this. So this is speculation, but it's probably true. That's why they kept saying, you know, we are within, you know, mm-hmm. the rules of. But that's know. up to your contract. That's not for you to decide today that you a new show. What news, Drew? What news? You talk to people about their movies and like they can't even, they would be scabbing by coming on there talking about a movie. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yep. So what? Who? Nobody thought it through. Make they it just make thought, sense. Yeah, they just thought nobody was going to say anything. Mm-hmm, they did. Yep, yep. And you know what? Drew is not the only scab <laughs> the situation is happening. There have been lots of others, like Bill Maher. Uh, he is continuing on with his show. He put out a statement note saying that, you know, he's bringing back his show. He knows it's not going to be as good without the writers, yada, yada, yada. But the th- I feel like the main difference between Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher is that don't nobody expect nothing good from Bill Maher at this point. Like he is just he's he's an asshole, and I feel like most of us kind of know that. I mean, you know, well, yeah, he should be held to the same standards. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying I feel like that's why it's not a big and loud of an outcry because don't nobody really expect anything from him. And who knows? It might be. Later on, once the show is back, I don't know. I just hadn't heard nearly as much about his situation as I had heard about hers. But also, she's been the one constantly putting out statements and walking the back and doing all this. He, as far as I was saying, he's put out one statement and ain't said nothing else. So that might have something to do with also why we're not hearing as much about his situation as we are about hers. I don't know. I mean... If I was a writer on that, the Bill Marshall or whatever it's called, I would feel the way. Yeah, of course. They should. Yeah. He's scabbing. Don't yeah. get, don't make no mistake. He's scabbing as well. I'm just saying the reason why I don't think he, there, I think there are other reasons why he, he hasn't got as much attention and negativity as Drew Barrymore has. But for all we know, his writers will be outside his studio picking in as well, which they should be. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um like you said, it just boils down to like we see him as an a hole who don't mm-hmm. care, and mm-hmm. Drew tries to come off as this person who was like for the people and I care about everybody. You know, mm-hmm. that's why she did that first initial apology. Mm-hmm. You can't be that person and then decide like you know to do something selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. And also, I've heard rumblings about Jennifer Hudson's show. You know, she has like a similar style of show, like mm-hmm. Drew, like a talk show. I've heard rumblings about her show coming back also. Haven't seen as much about it, though. I don't really know why, so I don't even know for sure if her show is coming back. Mainly, I'm getting her situation from like Drew, like the comments of people talking about Drew, like, yeah. hey, why is nobody worried about Jennifer Hudson? You know, da, da, da. but I hadn't seen anything like very... Um, like exact about they see her what's situation. going on now they probably pumped the brakes on that shit girl because again i mean her show is very much talk show based too so i don't mm-hmm. know who is coming on her show that anybody cares about during the strike yeah because in a sense it's just promo for what these actors you know have going 100%, on percent, yes and you can't come on the show <laughs> to promote anything so like i i yeah. don't understand why they thought they were going to just continue on like what what was she going to do? Show know. us her new pots and pans? Like, what was she going to be able to do? <laughs> that sounded about right. <laughs> like, talk about stuff they see on TikTok. I, I know. I don't, like, what, what, were, what was the show going to be? I just, I, that's, 
that's what I understand, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's wild. It is just very, very wild. So yeah, we I think as far as the Drew Barrymore show, hopefully that has come to some type of that resolution can stay and stick. Who knows? She might delete that. A statement tomorrow and bring a show back. It's been a lot of back and forth with that yeah. one. But we'll definitely keep y'all updated if anything else comes out. Also, I'm definitely going to try to look more into the Bill Maher situation and the Jennifer Hudson show situation as well. Um, and hopefully have some updates on that too because I don't know what's going on with y'all. Like, I also feel like it's not... I, I think as rich as a lot of these celebrities are, I think this is starting to hurt their pocket too. And they don't like that. But that's the point. It needs that to hurt the, the right people's pockets in order for people to change. Like people like Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Hudson and Bill Maher, like y'all are in positions of power where y'all can really push these, you know, these studio executives to do the right thing by not doing your show. And you need to do that, period. Like y'all are not nearly as hurt as these writers who can barely keep, barely keep their lights on. And they're dependent on you know, the donations of other really rich celebrities to keep going. Mm-hmm. Y'all are not in the same position as them. So y'all got to give it up. Don't nobody care about you not being able to afford, you know, one more yacht trip for the year. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, it's wild. It's so wild. The apologies in the guest house. Girl, Come on now. Girl, we're going to talk about that too. We're going <laughs> to talk about that too because that's something that I can't. But anyway. <laughs> moving on so uh we gotta talk about this situation with bria jones so if y'all are not familiar bria jones is an influencer content creator primarily on tiktok we talked about her a few months ago because she's the one who had the whole situation with you know Fanita and the chart trip and that other girl who should not be named and you know guys where- coats there we go. Goblins. And- <laughs> there we go. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. Um, now we like Bria Jones. So I actually started following her after that situation because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about her until that situation. But I started following her and she, I like her. She's a great, you know, cute little personality or whatever. Makes really cute content. So now she has a situation where she went out to dinner with a group of friends, okay? And one of her friends bought a friend. So not somebody that she was friends with, but like a friend of one of her friends had come to, right? They went to a really, I guess, fancy, expensive restaurant. Uh, It was like a big group of them. The check came. Bria was like, hey, I'll pay the check and y'all just demo me your money, whatever the situation was, right? Okay. Apparently... Everybody Venmo Bria the money for their portion of the check, except for that friend of a friend who owes mm. Bria $240. Girl, what did you buy? Check. Yeah. Yeah. How you go? First of all, you wasn't even invited. You weren't invited. And then you, you gonna run up the tab? Run up the tab and then not pay. And then not pay. So apparently, so this is why oh, go you ahead, do go not ahead. invite mm-hmm. people that wasn't originally invited. Like, don't be like, this my friend, they cool. Mm-hmm. Like, now you are probably in a weird position with the rest of the group of friends mm-hmm. because your friend who you thought was cool ain't paid back nobody. I know. Don't do know. that. That's don't not do cool. That. Don't do that. I know. Yeah. But so, and apparently, Bria has reached out to this girl multiple times on like 
Instagram. I think DMing her. Girl has like left her on red. Won't even respond. Won't even respond. The, the audacity of this situation is so wild to me. It is so wild. And I'm sure now. That's embarrassing. That girl probably sitting up somewhere big mad that Bria has put this on TikTok. Because Bria has not identified this person, has not said any type of identifying information at all. Like, nobody who is not directly in their friend group who was probably at that table even knows who this person is. So yeah. she didn't dox her or nothing like that. But that girl knows who she is. And she probably somewhere big mad oh, for sure. that Bria got the whole internet uh, dragging her. But it's just like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? So my question is, and I want y'all to chime in at home as y'all listen to this, like, let us know if you were Bria, one, how would you handle this situation? And two, what would you do to make sure you are never in this situation again? See, I see why Bria was just like, and usually with these fancy restaurants, they don't let you split the check anyway. So um, I can see why she's just like, keep it simple put it on my card, y'all pay me back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had no reason not to think anybody wasn't going to pay her back. So I I don't know, because I could see myself in this situation, like just throwing on my card and y'all just to give me the money back. But um, is it mean to be like, you can't have this person come? Like we have a resi for X amount of people. This certain person can't come. Is that the mean? person who did this in particular, or you can't have extra people who were not originally invited come? You can't have extra people. To say, you know, no. we got a reservation for five. And, I think that's totally fine. You know, Susie over here trying to invite Billy. Yeah. After this, I think I will be like, you know, Billy can meet us at the club afterwards. Yeah, because we, we can't add no more people. That and also because, like you said, a lot of these restaurants either don't let you split, or you know, Bria was trying to just simplify the process for everybody involved. Yeah, I would not do that again if I was her. If it wasn't, if there were people who I was not friends with there, you know what I'm saying? If I don't yeah. have your phone number, I'm not paying for your food. <laughs> Period. Because this would scare me so bad. I was like, really? Like, or get the money up front? You think? Like everybody been on me now at the at table. The table. Yeah. Don't nobody leave without the and you. Know, want to have to do all that that's the thing like if somebody's just trying to be nice why you got to do all that and take advantage of somebody just being nice and making the process easier for everybody involved including you know the waiter yeah or the server you know what i'm saying this makes the process easier for them too but it's like nah that would be way gone after that yeah that's why i totally get why she did it mm-hmm. you know because i i've done it before just to mm-hmm. make it easy on, on everybody yeah everybody yeah but it's but like now with people you trust that's the thing and i think had obviously that one person is the one person who is playing and mm-hmm. is not trying to pay their bill it's none of her actual friends so let me ask you this then if you were the friend that brought that person what would I you probably do? would give you the money yeah because it's not worth it? it's not but worth that's not my friendship it? i so crappy for everybody. Bucks is a lot of buddy though, girl. I mean, just for some it's food, so you know, it's so messed up. Mm-hmm. That is a lot, but I, I think I just pay it just to be. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd be like, girl, I am so sorry. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna pay you 
And then I'm going to badger this girl to the ends of the earth to get my money back from, from her. Because you shouldn't have to do that. You don't even know her. And it was my bad for breaking her. And it sounds like whoever that friend is, is leaving it up to Bria to communicate to her, which is awkward as hell. Like you brought her. That's the thing. You know, because I think Bria has made some updates on the situation. Well, I know I've seen her talk about people's response because actually she, it hasn't just been 100% across the board where we're saying some people have actually been finding a way to blame Bria for this, which we'll talk about. But yeah, like I, that's the thing. I think they just don't <laughs> like her. But um, yeah, I haven't seen if you know, what her friend's involvement is. I don't know if she has talked on that or not, but like you said, like if she's having to DM this girl on her own, like, I don't know if maybe she just went out of her way to do it on her own and she mm -hmm. didn't even ask the friend to get involved. But I think that would have been the first thing I would have been doing. I'm like, Hey, Hey girl, your friend that you brought left me high and dry. And I think I would probably wait until once I messaged the girl and she left me on red. I think that's when I would have got the mutual friend involved and been like, What's up with homegirl? Like, <laughs> like hey, high, yeah. High key, I think I probably would have left it to the friend. Yeah. To in just general. Go, do the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And I'm thinking maybe Bria just didn't want to involve her, but I mean, it's her friend. So she is already involved. Like, she wouldn't have been there if not for that friend. Don't do that, y'all. Don't bring extra people. Mm -mm. And I get like if you if she was hanging out with her and didn't mm -hmm. want to be like rude about it, but you like, hey, I got somewhere to be. And if that's Me. your friend, they should be able yeah. to understand. Like everybody don't have the same exact group of friends. Yeah, she probably just didn't expect her friend to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you didn't. I mean, nobody thinks that. that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's that's embarrassing for you that's too. So it's a person that you yeah. brought did that. So bad. So yeah. So also, Bria. There have been some people who have taken a stance that Bria was wrong. There was this one guy who stitched Bria's video of the original situation who was saying, well, actually, Bria brought this on herself because she stole this girl's ability to get credit card points for using her credit card to pay for her food. <laughs> and Bria got all the credit card points, so they even. That's assuming Bria has credit card points on that card. That's assuming the other girl got a credit card, too. It don't sound like she she can't come up with $200. She probably ain't got no credit card. Or at least it's exactly. maxed. So people have been exposing themselves a lot in their response. Obviously, people are blaming her was for even paying. That no, he was, he, was, he was dead ass. Dead was ass, serious? He was dead. Oh, for some credit card points? Yep. Yep. He was dead ass serious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pe people have been exposing themselves and their ridiculousness. Nothing right. Because some people are taking the stance that, you know, she shouldn't have paid for everybody's food. This was on her because she assumed responsibility. And, you know, this could, but it's like nobody is thinking that this is going to happen. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, hindsight is 2020. And I'm sure moving forward, Bria will probably be very hesitant to pick up those bills. <laughs> you know like, what I'm like saying? I said, like I've done that before. Yeah, so it's, it's normal behavior when mm -hmm. you go out as a group to either be like, "I'll put it all on my car, y'all Venmo me," you know, just to make it simple. Because who wants yep. to go through? Who got the cheese sticks? Like nobody wants to go through all that. Nobody wants to go through that. And, and also, most restaurants don't do that no more. And don't force people to have to chase you down for their money. 
I think I hate that more, yeah. more, more than anything. Like, because it just makes you just feel weird. And it's like, I hate the feeling of having to chase somebody down for my money. That's why, like, if there's ever a situation where somebody paid for me for something or whatever, I try to pay them back expeditiously. And if I don't, yeah. I'm open communication. Like, hey, I'm getting paid Friday. I got you. Like, letting them know what's yeah. going on and not just leaving them wondering because that is just such a crappy feeling to know this person owes you money and it's like none of us are just balling rich like none of us are just millionaires to where you're not thinking about two hundred dollars you know what i'm saying like i'm thinking about two hundred dollars and i ain't ashamed to say that <laughs> so yeah especially for just a one night out i'm absolutely yeah. thinking about two hundred dollars yeah. absolutely yeah and it's like i feel like you know we don't know what bria's financial situation is she seems to be pretty comfortable but at the end of the day it's just the principle it's the it. principle like, nobody should do you like this and just expect to get away with it and honestly like i i, I hope she is in communication with that mutual friend at bare minimum to let her know like sis don't need to come to nothing else, period. I don't care where we're going. I don't care if we're going to the Beyonce show and there's 2,000 other people there. No. <laughs> I don't need to see her. Keep her home. Because uh, I'm going to walk up on her like, where's my money? Like, run me my money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be side-eyeing a friend, too. Because, like, yeah, if she don't care. The type of people you be yeah. around, and yeah. or if she's not trying to make it right. Is she yeah. not doing anything? Because like I said, we I'm not sure. I'm gonna go back to Bria's page and see. Yeah. I'm sure people have asked her like, "Hey, what has your friend done?" And for all we know, you know, the friend has you know volunteered to pay her back, and Bria won't take it or whatever situation yeah. is. But we just don't know. Um, but if she's not doing that, if she's not trying to make it right, if she's not blowing up her friend phone or trying not trying to pay Bria back, then she did wrong too. Because I would feel responsible for that. That's just not cool. It's not cool. Around her, her money. Even like, I'm like, I'm sure Bria seems like the type of person who would be on this too. Like, if you ain't got the whole thing, 50 here, 50 there. It's all, yeah, something. But to go ghost, like, you playing in my face now. But also, you should have been ordering $200 worth of food. That's the thing. If that's your situation, yeah. which no shade at yeah. all, but don't go nowhere and run up no bill like that. Because I'm thinking the girl, unless Bria volunteered to pay for it at the beginning of dinner, that girl probably had no idea that she was going to do that. So yeah. you were prepared to pay that when you started ordering all this food. I would assume you would be. So. I don't know. I would like to hear things. her side of the story, too. Just mm -hmm. to see like where her head was at. Cause even if you thought that Bria was gonna pay for everything, you would respond back like, girl, I thought you had it. I thought you were covering the whole tab. You wouldn't just leave her on red. Yeah, you wouldn't really leave her on red. So that that theory is just out the window for me. Yeah. Like you're just trying to get over it. Just is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Purely. And this reminds me of an episode of Sex in the City. Cause y'all know I just did a Sex in the City rewatch where I rewatched the entire show and uh, the two movies or whatever. Uh, so good. But there was an episode where Carrie went to a party. I think it was like a baby shower or some type of event at one of her friend's houses, right? And a friend had a very strict rule about not walking into the house like with your shoes on like leaving your shoes at the door to not track like mud and dirt mm -hmm. and all that you know typical things that a lot of people yeah. do or whatever carrie if you know anything about carrie bradshaw she's a very big shoe girl so she had on some manolo balonic shoes and they cost like 400 dollars or something like that but 
She obliged with the house rule, left her shoes at the door, which were inside of the apartment. It wasn't outside the apartment. It was inside mm-hmm. the apartment, like right at the door. She left her shoes at the door. Then, the end of the night, her and her friend were leaving. They were some of the last people to leave. Carrie's shoes were gone. So, another guest took Carrie's shoes. And it wasn't a situation where they got the shoes mixed up or nothing. Somebody just blatantly took her shoes and their own shoes because there were no other shoes left over or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? And at first, the friend whose house it was tried to act like it was like, "Mm, you know, maybe they'll turn up. And then Carrie was like, "Uh, okay. And then Carrie reached back out to her like a few days later and was like, hey, you know, did my shoes turn up? And the friend was like, no, no, Carrie, they didn't. And then Carrie was like, okay. And then the friend was like, oh my gosh, Carrie, I'm so sorry. You know, I'll pay you for the shoes. How much? And then Carrie was like, $400. And then the friend tried to be like, I I shouldn't have to pay for your extravagant lifestyle. (laughs) That's her exact word. And Carrie was like, choose to take off my shoes. Like, I was here for you to celebrate an event in your life, and I was forced to take off my shoes, and one of your people stole my shoes. Like, be so for real. So, at the end of the day, the lady ended up paying her for the shoes, or giving her the shoes, or, like, buying her some new shoes, or whatever, the same ones. But it was just the audacity to act like you didn't have nothing to do with that situation. Like, I'm so sorry. Girl, this is your house. So was she was supposed to pay depreciation value of the shoes or something like <laughs> I don't know what she expected. Like that was your rule. Unfortunately, you have some shady people exactly at your and house. Responsible. It is what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Check your friends. Check your friends. Or just don't have people at your. Or don't have people at your. That's my. And don't pay for people food. Period. Like let's <laughs> just. Let's just change things moving forward to make sure we don't get in these situations because unbelievable. That's hilarious to be like, I shouldn't have to pay for your extravagant lifestyle. Girl, if you get out my face. Because <laughs> then she was like, you know, you choose to, you chose to buy shoes that expensive. And that's when Carrie was like, I didn't choose to take them off. <laughs> you made me take my shoes That was off. your house rule. And I was respecting you. So respect me and run me my check for my shoes. Period. And don't invite shady people to your house with steel shoes. How about that? Girl. My first thing, I would have called everybody and cussed everybody <laughs> out that was at my house. Like, no. who's better come up in 48 hours? Or I less? legitimately would have demanded a list of guests with their phone numbers and been like, I'm calling everybody if you want because I want my shoes back, period. Give me the address of shoe while we at it. I'm going to just pull up. <laughs> so wild. I wish I had the... Uh, <laughs> The TikTok, but some girl, like actually another New Yorker, because Sex in the City is in yeah. New York, right? Uh-huh. Um, she was hooking up with some guy who actually turned out to be like married or at least in a relationship or something. Of and course. He stole her shoes out of her house. No, why would he steal her shoes? To sell them? He stole her what? shoes and gave it to his girlfriend or wife or whoever he was dating, partner, whatever. Absolutely. So she I'm had a whole sorry. like story time on it and she found the shoes, found the girl wearing the shoes and he finally returned them. And she literally recorded him giving her her shoes back. So everybody's like, how did he leave your house with the shoes? Because they're like, I don't know. You know, I don't do shoes. Maybe they're like had, some like, fancy, like loafers. Maybe he had like he didn't have a bag. bag. She said his clothes were kind of baggy. She think he just like 
put it in his pants or whatever. So he really went out of his way to steal those shoes for his mm-hmm. for his uh, old lady. I told Chuck, if you give me some shoes, I want to see the box. Literally. Literally. And I like, how did that not click in your head? They've never been worn. Yeah. <laughs> Like this random person, well, you know, your partner is giving you a pair of shoes and no box. Like, how do you explain that? More than likely, that that person would just have to be getting something from that man. Yeah, because obviously he ain't. He don't sound like he about nothing. Mm -mm. Yikes. Yeah, I'm going to have to find it and send it to you. That was that was an interesting story. And then people had the, the nerve to like slut shame her she's like i'm grown and single i have the right to hook up whoever i want to hook up with no that he was in a relationship or whatever so like that's not our responsibility to be you like that you should that's have to not do even like a background check yeah on somebody to, in order to like hang out with them or whatever like people should I, just be honest it's 2023. I cannot believe people was in the comments. Like, that was the part you hung up on, not the dude still in the shoes and put them down his pants, potentially. Allegedly. Girl, when I tell you, I will never date again. Like, I don't care what my relationship <laughs> so is. I will just never <laughs> date again. It's so ghetto. I can't even. I can't. Ain't no Maybe way. I worry about folks stealing from you. Uh, that, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Look at that. Um okay. Uh, next uh oh, Lord Jesus. This we back to this story again. Um slight trigger warning. We're just gonna talk about the Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis situation. Again, we're not gonna dive into the details or anything like that, but just wanted to just let y'all know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ashton Kutcher and Mila have resigned from the uh organization that they were part of. Uh they were the head or they had something to do with an organization that fights to prevent like sex trafficking and things like that or whatever. They have resigned from that in light of, you know, their letters supporting uh, convicted rapist Danny, Danny Masterson um, getting exposed. So, yeah. And that apparently Aston has been a part of that organi- organization since like 2015, like not 2015, but for 15 years, mm-hmm. even back when him and uh, Demi Moore were married, which is a long time. Yeah. Now, like, it's just, I mean, I think that was the right decision for sure. And I'm glad that they are facing some like real world consequences besides just getting a lot of backlash. Um but I just don't understand, like, why are y'all ruining y'all whole lives and reputation for shitty, scary people? I just don't get it. Like, regardless of whatever that person was to you, like, that does not mean that they're not capable of, one, not being who you thought they were, and two, mm-hmm. being horrible to other people. You yeah. know? And, you know, I get it. I get, um, you know knowing a person or feeling like you know a person but you know i i get you know like Mm -hmm. if i found out something heinous about you know my husband for example like it would be hard for me to wrap my head around that Mm -hmm. you know but um i for damn show will not be on the front lines i'm sorry Mm -mm. i'm sorry i just can't especially if you you know are saying that you, you know you're a part of this organization or whatever now did they just step down or they completely resign and have no nothing to do with it anymore? Because I know a lot uh, of people like they step down, but they still on the board or whatever. 
As far as I know, I don't think they have anything to do with it anymore, but I'm not 100% certain about that. But I think, especially given the gravity of this situation, I think the only appropriate thing for them to do is to be out of it 100% completely. So yeah. hopefully that's what they did, but I'm not sure. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I agree, but I, I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. it just ain't no way. Like, I get, you know, being like, dang, I cannot believe this person did this. Mm-hmm. But why do you have to take it the extra step? I know. that That's the part I don't get it. I know. It's it's wild. It's, it's really, really wild. And it reminds me of, you know, everything with Bill Cosby, because, you know, a lot of his Cosby show um co-stars felicia rashad um especially were like very vocally supportive of him during all that and it was just a not not cool not cool at all like you know i'm not even saying that i expect people to just you know totally take these people out of their life and have nothing to do with them i don't even expect that necessarily but publicly Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like you, should you ain't gotta to say nothing publicly yeah like because not only is that just really an affront to the victims involved in these cases but like even if you don't care about the victims think about yourself in your own career <laughs> you know what at I'm minimum like, be selfish yeah. at minimum <laughs> at minimum but you're doing something selfless which usually we appreciate when people do something selfless yeah but not in situations like this where you're supporting somebody who is not only accused but convicted of doing some just extremely heinous things like this person they had you know the due diligence was done they stood trial they had a lawyer there was evidence presented and a jury of their peers still found them guilty of it that's Mm -hmm. overwhelming to me and i'm not saying that like you know, sometimes false convictions don't happen. Right, yeah. But you can you know when those situations are that mm-hmm. and when they're this and when the, the evidence is overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is just ridiculous. This is just so so ridiculous to me. Um, especially like if you are if the person who's accused of something is a person who's like rich, famous, in this huge position of power, those are not the people that false convictions happen to. Just in general, they're just not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they have the power. They have all the resources. They have the best lawyers that money can buy. They have everything fighting in their favor. You know, that's not who these type of things happen. That type of thing happens to. So not to say it's impossible. It's just very, 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 very unlikely. So. Why? I don't know. I just don't know. Whatever. It, yeah. Yeah. Because selfishly, you don't have to say anything. You don't. Mm-mm. And if that's your Mm-mm. people and that's your friend, they will have to understand. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't speak up for you, man. Yep. Yep. I'm going to support you from afar. From afar. Mm-hmm. Let me know if your family needs anything. I got your family back, but you, you yeah, gonna make what you, you need. call. You know, maybe, maybe. because <laughs> those recorded too, sir. I don't maybe know. not actually. Uh, don't call me. Yeah, but your family mm-hmm. can, and I will help your family. You ain't got to worry about your family. I got your family, but you a letter. You gonna pay for what you did, and you need to. 
Speaking so. of like jail calls, I went down that rabbit hole for uh, <laughs> the Steve Harvey thing. Have you seen that? No, what is it? So apparently, apparently, one of you know Steve Harvey has that morning show. I love his morning show. Yes, um, the Strawberry Lady. I think her name is yes, the Strawberry Lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So her husband went uh-huh. to jail about this time last year, and she like was having calls with him, uh-huh. and you know it. The calls leaked basically, and she was talking shit about Steve Harvey. <gasps> like basically, it was no, it was casual, kind of like tea. Yeah. Like you know, this is she was talking to her husband, so I'm like, yeah, so well, she I was like, yeah, yeah, she was like, like, yeah, she's talking about her boss, basically. Basically, that's what it was. Yeah, she, you know, they Steve let him in his house, and he was going up the stairs. She was talking about how nice the house was, and that he, you know, he was breathing hard going up and down the stairs and she you know when she got home she she said i went walking because that can't be me wait a damn minute don't you <laughs> drag me to your jailbird yeah it's yeah it's a little sus because you know right now steve uh there's some rumors about him and his wife you know not oh not having and then when these coming out because these calls were made back in october 2022 so now these calls coming out oh trying to like make it seem like it's trouble in paradise and it's the uh, lady on his show yeah whoever does her name is like shirley or somebody somebody like that okay oh wow she is now estranged from the husband because uh you know but the conversations sound like you know you just talking to your husband but That was interesting. I, yeah, that's a good rabbit hole to go down if y'all like just look up, you know, Steve Harvey strawberry letters. I'm sure it'll be the first thing to come up. But oh, and I will, <laughs> and I will. Oh, uh, I was wild. like, mm. I mean, this is a bit messy, but also like I could see you just talking shit with your husband. Like, I mean, yeah, if you can't talk, yeah. you the crap with your partner. Who can you talk it with? But yeah, come on. And the people are like, you know, it was recorded. I'm like, yeah, of course she knew it was recorded, but nobody would think those would get leaked. If she was a normal person, not on his show, it yeah. never would have got leaked. Nobody yeah. ever would have heard those. Yeah, it just so happens that because of her job, she's in the spotlight. But nobody could even pick this woman out of line up walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's wild. Yeah, now her That's whole wild. business is out there. Her uh, It sounds like her husband is like a, a scammer. That's crazy. Yeah, so at least, mm-hmm. at least Steve Harvey is a comedian, so I'm sure he has a sense of humor. And hopefully he didn't take this too much to heart. Yeah, he, he didn't. But I feel away. Like, Dale, you you coming in my house talking Look, shit about me. If you know, next that, year you know, my wife Shirley all of a sudden not on the show. We know. We know why. <laughs> and she lost everything so i she was Dang. like i'll let you listen to it just, i'm gonna listen yeah. to it Ooh. yeah Dang, that's juicy yeah that's that she was high i'm like i don't even know where what channel this uh steve harvey show come on but i need to listen to see if she's still <laughs> in the job i don't either and you know what because i had stopped listening to it for a long time because i had just stopped being like out in my car that early because yeah. they literally do the strawberry letter like 708 or some random yeah, time so, like yeah. that but now i'm in my car that early i might need to start back tuning in because it is really juicy it's I, very very juicy i hope she keeps her job though because that's so messed up yeah that i think man that messed her whole life up i think she might because i mean she her she's been on that show with steve for i mean at least a decade yeah. maybe two mm-hmm. it's been a long long time so 
I would be very, very surprised if he really held that against her and got rid of her some type of way. It will make him look so petty, especially if she didn't say anything like really crazy about him or his family, you know? Yeah, yeah. She said his wife looked at them as the help, which I can believe. I can believe that as well. So he probably like, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, y'all are. Um, <laughs> Not a lie, but <laughs> that's probably exactly. I, how I hope. Think about I hope it. nothing happened to her. Yeah, me too. If me it too. does, it's probably like you said, it's gonna be in a year or two. Yeah, just to make yeah. it seem like it's not connected, but right. Mm. Sus. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm definitely gonna look into that. Um. Okay. One more thing I want to talk about on this rundown is the school lunch debate that has been happening on TikTok. Have you seen any of this, Myra? Mm. Okay. So this all happened because I don't know. I think I don't know if the person themselves posted this or if a teacher posted it or what, but it was like a text exchange between a parent and a teacher administrator, somebody like that within the school where the parent, I, I think where the parent was like mad because her child had been told that they could not door dash their lunch to school. Okay. It was like a school policy. That a lot of schools and school districts are yeah. enacting that you cannot do that. And the parent was mad because I guess they know about a teacher door dashing their lunch. So they're like, why can a teacher do it if a student can't do it? Because the teacher grown. Because the teacher's just, grown. Just why you can door dash at your <laughs> regular nine to five job. Like, be so for real. Like, these parents are wild. I, this wild. is what I'm not ready for. It's so wild. <laughs> the entitlement on behalf of their kids is so... Because my thing is, like, not only that, but think about the ratio of, of students to teachers at school. Most of the time, that ratio is, like, 20 students to every one teacher or 25 to 30 right. students to every one teacher. So if you were to allow students to door dash their food to school... How many hundreds of orders would that be all the time? Whereas for for teachers, one, it's a way smaller number. And then two, you have to think about school safety. Do you really want all these strangers? I mean, what if you had somebody posing as a DoorDash driver coming to the school yeah. to bring lunch and it really is like, a you know, somebody who wants to do harm right, or something know. like that? You know what I'm saying? So to eat, to equate a student's ability to do this to a teacher's ability to do it, it's very wild. It's very, very wild to me. And it's like, if you've ever been a teacher or you know of any teachers, like, you know, that like, most of the time, it's very hard for a teacher to even have the time to be able to leave the school building yeah. at, at any point during the day, but especially to go get their lunch. Like when I was teaching, I left the school building very few and far between. That was not something that I did on a regular basis to go get my lunch because I just didn't have time to do that. Most of the time I brought my lunch or, you know, sometimes me and different other teachers, we would take turns with one of us going to get everybody's lunch yeah. or one of us doing a DoorDash lunch, you know, order for all of our lunch or something like that. It was just very, very rare. I just feel like if you open up that door for students to be able to do that, it's going to get just widely abused and just be a hot ass mess. And also somebody brought up a good point too. And they were like, what if a student door dashes their lunch? It doesn't come on time. And then all of a sudden this just student is bringing a full lunch to your classroom to eat because they didn't actually get it during lunch. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. deal with that type of situation yeah. too. And just because teachers can do something as adults does not mean that students should be able to do something as children. And I don't think that that's a bad thing to say. No. 
they're not on the same, you know, yeah. level, you know? Yeah. I, it's just certain things that kids just aren't allowed to do while mm-hmm. in school. And I think the biggest thing, like you said, is safety. Mm-hmm. And that should shut you up right there. I cannot believe somebody even other that out their mouth that a teacher can do it. So why can't my child? Are you for real? Your teacher, the teacher is at work. This is their job. That, yeah. And they're making it seem like the students are at work. Yeah. Like, no, that is no. It's not a job. They're being a student. They're there mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. This is a way we can keep them safe. So we can't do that. We cannot do that. But yeah, so I'm interested to know what you guys listening think about this. And if Why y'all think they lunch, what's what's your issue with that? Why can't uh, you do your job as a parent and make sure your kid have lunch? Or you can drop your kids off at lunch in the office. Nobody is saying that you can't go to Wendy's and pick up some something for your child and drop it off at the office. Nobody's stopping you from doing that. You could be your own child's DoorDash. I mean. That's a part of your job. Make sure your child is a part of your job. About what they eat, exactly. (laughs) Like, just do that. I can, I'm I'm so blown by that. I'm so sorry. But yes, definitely let us know what y'all think. (laughs) Yeah, if y'all think the students should be able to do that, I mean, tell us why. I'm curious. You know, we have any, any people who make a very good point. Maybe we'll share them on the next episode. Um, but I personally, I don't think, even if you have a good reason for why your kids should be able to DoorDash, I don't think anybody should agree that a student's ability to do this or not do this should be equated to an adult grown person mm-hmm. who works their ability to do it or not do it. Especially when, like I said, in the career like teaching, when you have such little time, you don't have time to leave the school building and go sit in somebody's drive-thru line to get your lunch all the time. It's just not even feasible for them. And then the students have, I mean, you could just buy your, your lunch. You know, it's just, come on. It's a lot of different options. Like, come on. Yeah. We weren't it even allowed sense. to uh, even leave the campus to go get lunch. I don't we, think we were either. Yeah. Yeah. My high school Mm-mm. was fairly close to like a college campus. So it was, it was tons of options. We couldn't even go over there after school as a, you know, a high school student. We could, we weren't even allowed to just <gasps> what? even interact. That's crazy. Yeah. I bet they probably had some some situations where kids was doing mm-hmm. the most. And so the the fast food restaurants or whatever probably talked to the school and was like, they can't come here no more. Even after school. Like, do not, do not let them come over here no and more. And I'm sure it just all boiled down to safety. And like me, you know, as a high schooler, I didn't understand it. But looking back on it, it's like, yeah, I don't need to. And there's a whole bunch of college people over there. I don't yeah. need to interact with them yeah. as a freshman in high exactly. school, you know? Yeah, it is. It's a big safety yeah. issue. Like, we did something where we, in my senior year, we had a class period where we went to like a local um, nursing home and like we just like went during those home, like just talk to the people who were there, just kind of, you know, interact with them, kind of help mm-hmm. them like socialize and stuff. Cause you know, some people in nursing homes, they don't ever see anybody outside of the nursing home, yeah. unfortunately. So, where well, we just did that. And like me and my friends, like all of us in my senior class, we were always like, like as soon as we left, we would go stop at a fast food place that would get our lunch and then we'd go back to school. <laughs> like that was the only way that we yeah. got outside of lunch. And we weren't even supposed to do that. We still just did it. Did it yeah. We're kids, yeah. we're already in the car. It's yeah. right there. We're gonna get our food. Like 
be for real. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. snuck out to places. Exactly. I mean, exactly. But the rules were in place. The for rules were yeah. in place, and the rules did not apply to teachers, the mm-hmm. grown adults who work there, and it shouldn't. Like there are already like a lot of kind of ridiculous things that teachers have to abide by. Like dress codes is a big one. Like, yeah. um, I know that a lot of schools require um, teachers to have like dress like professionally casual you know only wear jeans on certain days things like that mm-hmm. where the kids come in school with sweatpants and pajama pants and literally wear whatever so you already have like some things that are not necessarily fair yeah. this should not be added to the list of what mm-hmm. teachers got to deal with because this is ridiculous like y'all we can't micromanage and control what what these teachers are eating and where they're getting their food from like let's be for real so dumb. so dumb. Yeah. so dumb. don't be that parent Mm-mm. just don't be that parent yeah uh but anyway guys we're gonna take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and we will be right back hey y'all it's megan myra here and we wanted to drop in real quick and tell you about our patreon community the official patreon tier is for people who want some amazing bonus content you get an ad-free episode a day early than our normal release monthly bonus episodes, and a bi-monthly episode of our Patreon-exclusive show, Shots with Meg and Myra. The all-inclusive Patreon tier gets everything we just mentioned, plus access to our exclusive Facebook group community. This includes joining us as we record our monthly live episode and monthly Facebook live. Get more info on patreon.com forward slash planners and wine. We hope you join us. All right, y'all. So we are back. Let's get into some planner releases before we wrap up the show. So Moxie Life has officially unveiled their full lineup of their 2024 flagship planners. Uh, Noticeably, this does not include their daily planner. Um, because apparently some changes are being made to the daily to where that is not going to be available, I believe, until sometime next year into 2024. So it might be a part of their like mid-year release next year. So this is just for their flagship planners, their folios, and their notebooks. So if you go to their IG page, you can see all of the um, designs and everything. And this collection is available to purchase as of September 28th. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of talk about what we think about this collection. Myra, what say you? Um, yeah, super excited for uh Julie's cover. Yay! Julie. So happy for her. Mm-hmm. Um this I, I do wish there was a little bit more neutral options because I am in my like, you know, academia. Uh, my planner looks like it belongs to Snape kind of vibes and none of this stuff fits this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I wish there was just some kind of plain options. Um, I don't know. I just really wasn't expecting all of these different designs, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, I like how they've made all the different covers like cohesive within their collection. Cause like there is a one or two folio options, quite a few notebook options that matches each cover, which I think is really cool. But as far as like them kind of being cohesive to each other, they do feel very, very different and not even like they're a part of the same 
launch, which, mm-hmm. you know, I think can be good because it, it, you know, it kind of gives some options for everybody. But for me personally, like uh, for the most part, none of the covers are like really my style. Um, besides Julie's cover, I absolutely love her cover. Um, I think it's just perfect. And it's, it gives you colorful, but it's also still kind of neutral because it is yeah. white. Um, and I'm, I am in my colorful era and that one just gives me the perfect amount of color. I'm not just saying that because Julie's my bestie, okay? Um, but I don't care if y'all think that. Think it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do wish they had more neutral options, like truly neutral, because really there's only one true neutral option. That's their um, navy blue mm-hmm. cover. I'm not really a navy blue girl. I wish they had some more covers because like, they have like this really pretty like light teal folio. I would have loved that to have been a cover option because I just think that color is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I'm assuming it's not because it is a notebook cover option and it is um the folio cover. But yeah, I, I like that they really, you know, it seems like they really went outside of the box to really try to do something different. And like I said, there are tons of different covers to choose from. I believe there are eight total collections. Um, but yeah, more neutral absolutely would have been my vote if I could, if I could have had any type of you know, stay so <laughs> over this cover, over this, uh, this release. Yeah. I would have loved to see like maybe that gray that's on the folio. Mm-hmm. That just navy blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I, I don't feel like it's kind of cohesive personally. Yeah. Okay. i don't know it just seems like a whole bunch of ideas a whole bunch of great ideas came together but i don't i don't know if it was like yeah they don't don't know i don't know yeah it doesn't really flow together yeah Yeah, i see what you're saying yeah not saying Mm -hmm. that they're like bad ideas or anything Mm -hmm. i just don't like when i see a collection or a release from um I, 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 it doesn't flow. It okay. doesn't flow. It seems like there, you know, there's totally different ideas, and maybe mm-hmm. three of them really could have been cohesive together, and then maybe another three in another release or something. But mm-hmm. I, I think they just kind of was all like thrown in a box. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think if if this were me and this were my planner company, here's, I think I would have done, if they were eight options, I think I would have had three of them still be the artist collapse. One of them be designed by, you know, me or my team or something like that. And then mm-hmm. just four neutral options and neutral cover covers, you know what I'm saying? Cause I just feel like, especially when you're in a world where with most planner brands, you can like change your cover Mm-hmm. As much as you want, like EC, you could change your cover. Happy Planner, you could change your cover. Plum Paper, you could change your cover. Um, if they don't have that option, I think they should have had more just neutral covers because, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything about them having like interchangeable covers um, coming up. But I hope they do because then you just have more options and, you know, everybody kind of gets tired of seeing the same old design for like a full year. You kind of want some variety. You know, so I think that would be a good opportunity if they're not already uh, doing that to have like some interchangeable covers. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you want to take the time to do it. You totally can. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to see them on a coil, though. Instead of mm-hmm. the old, right? but, That's huge. Yeah, that is yeah. huge. 
Yeah. And uh, with their folio system, um, I think it would have been cool to see like their daily planner in like a folio booklet. Cause right now it seems mm-hmm. like those booklets that they have available are just like dot grid or line notebooks. It would have been really nice to see their daily planner in that form so that you could put like the daily planner in the folio with a notebook. I don't know. It's kind of similar to the EC petite planner system. It just would be because they have that. But I love that idea. I love that system. So I just think it just makes sense, especially to have that go along with the flagship weekly planner. I just think that just makes perfect sense. But, you know. Maybe, maybe we'll see it in the future. Uh, I'm sure we will. We don't know nothing, but I, I have a feeling. We don't know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know nothing. Oh, so, yeah. No, take this with a grain of salt. But. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think it's a good collection. I, I feel like the responses to it have been really, really positive, which is always great. Um, And yeah, shout out to them for changing it to the coil instead of the O-ring. That's definitely been a long time coming. It looks like a slightly slimmer, slimmer book. I have no idea for sure because I haven't seen it in person, but it does look a little bit slimmer. Mm-hmm. Then their O-ring um, planner. So I wonder what other changes have they made, or if any, to the inside to make it slimmer. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, the coil just makes these look slimmer. Who knows? It might yeah. be that. It yeah. might be that as well. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, guys, let us know if y'all check out this collection on September 28th, and let us know which cover option you end up going with. Um, yes. We'll give you extra kudos uh, if you go to for Julie's. <laughs> <laughs> not that that means anything but <laughs> you'll get some extra love from us <laughs> yes um next up is uh aura sales uh they have a new collaboration with annie plans for their passport collaboration that is where they have um just debuted some passport size um planner folio what are they called what are they called now we buy stuff and don't even know what it's called. You know what, Myra? That's not that's not what matters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're called, called planners. Their, they're called the Airy Passport Perfect Fit Cover. So covers. Oh, the covers you were talking covers. about. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was talking about. Because I just wasn't sure if they called them covers or agendas or folio. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many different names for the same thing in this community. Um, but yeah, they just came out with those passport size covers and also some passport um daily planner so you can get the passport daily bundle which comes with four booklets um i believe that's like three months worth of planning or something like that mm-hmm. um and it's just such a cute system and so when i saw it <laughs> i was just like why not why the hell not <laughs> so yeah. yeah i don't know i so cute yeah, I really like the designs that uh, the you know their planner designs that they do. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's so tiny, it's so petite. It could be a wallet. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Why not? Um, so they do cute. have some neutral options in their uh, covers. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some of the stuff already sold out. So I guess the people wanted that too. But yep. I don't know this is this is kind of petite and. Um, unique and different and yes it's undated so you can jump in and jump out whenever you please mm-hmm. so yeah and it comes with stickers 
in order to help you date it if you don't mm -hmm. want to just have to do it all from scratch which is really cool the bundle comes with three daily booklets um every day gets two pages and then uh they come with one booklet that's just a pure dot grid mm -hmm. booklet so like a little a little notebook and yeah, it's just such a cute little system i really love the idea of getting something that i could start right away and i didn't have to wait until 2024 and then i just love how like tiny and portable it is like you said like you just throw it in your purse use it as a wallet too um so i'm just excited to just kind of play around with this and if you're somebody like me who maybe doesn't need two days per page you can use one day per page and then you can kind of double the amount of planning mm -hmm. that you have in each book instead of just one month now you have two so you know yeah. I'm, I'm excited to play around with it that is true. I think one of the one side of the page have like times on it. Mm -hmm. I wish it didn't, but mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. Um, but you you know you can still ignore that. It's on the side, yeah. so you know you could completely white it out, put wash it over, or just ignore it. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not invasive. So you could definitely like get a little bit more use out yep. of um the pages. But um, I even just love the colors, like the color scheme of the four notebooks. Yeah, I love them. They are very, very neutral, and they have the cover options in a Stardust, which is silver, Cake and Sprinkles, which is like a light pink, Enchanted Forest, which is like a deep green, Irish Cream, which is like a cream color, Toffee Table, which is a brown, Moonlight Obsidian, which is a black, Gentle Harbor, which is a light blue, and a Royal Violet, which is a purple. So the Royal Violet and the Toffee Table, no, the Toffee, 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 toffee. I don't know about the yeah. toffee table. <laughs> toffee, toffee. Those are sold out. Um, but Aura Sale is really good about restocking stuff. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if we saw those restocked before um the end of the year, especially since yeah. those are probably the two most top popular covers. Uh, but I got the Irish cream. Myra, you got the Irish cream too, right? Yeah, so only pretty. because the toffee sold out. I would have went with that first, but yeah, either way, it's so, so pretty. pretty. Yes. Um, you know, I personally don't care for the scallops, so I, I do yeah. love that they have uh, options that are just kind of straightforward. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. technically straight too, but you know, and yes. I love that they put those that's more like without the scallops in those neutral colors. Mm -hmm. I like too. that. So, me too. Yeah, I'm excited. But for yeah. It. Such a cute collection. I'm really excited too, just to kind of play around with it. And like I said, just kind of get to start something right away because, you know, it's so fun ordering 2024 planners, especially as they start to come in, but we can't do anything with them for still, you know, like three to four months, which is so frustrating. Doesn't Hope and Nietzsche give us like December or something like that? Yeah, they give us December in the last week of November. Still. Aww. Still not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when, you know, we'll have ours or some of ours at least at the end of this week. I know. I know. That's exactly. a lot to get through. It is. It is. But yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, let us know if y'all checked out this collection between Orisdale and Annie Plants. I love how they keep doing these collabs together because they come up with some really, really good stuff. Like this is my favorite Orisdale stuff, the stuff that they do with Annie Plants is just so phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they usually knock it out the park with the planners. Um, agreed. So yeah. I'm excited to see more. I cannot wait for my pre-order. I'm so excited for that to be dated. I know, I know. I'm excited for you. I still might go back. I need an A5 now because I got this A5 Hobonichi cover that I'm about to have, and I don't have a planner to put in it. 
I love you getting the cover and just like, we go make it work. <laughs> no, the cousin does not work for me. At least I don't think it does. So I need a different, I need an alternative. So yeah, I definitely will be looking at Aura still. What's the issue with the cousins? Is this too much? I don't need weeklies and then a day for every single, like a page for every single day. It's just too much. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like one or the other for you. Yeah, I think so. I just don't need both. I just don't need. I, I love the idea of all-in-one planner, but in practice, it just has not really worked for me because I just don't need a full full week spread. You know. Yeah. I when I have the cousins, I don't use the monthlies at all. Mm-mm. You see there? There you yeah. go. Exactly. So I think like for me, like even with my daily duo, you know, they have that extra page and every week that you could mm-hmm. use it's like a weekly preview sometimes i use it for that most of the times i don't even use it for that like i just feel like i just don't really need a weekly preview you know so i don't know we'll see you're not busy enough yeah I'm, yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you were you know what? That's the problem. I am busy, but I'm too busy to have to worry about a weekly spread mm-hmm. and a daily spread. That's too much. I need one or the other to worry about. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 Only time I use that uh that page before Monday mm-hmm. that everybody hates in the daily duo apparently um is if I have a sticker to like there make we it that weekly view. But other exactly. than that, it's just Mm-mm. you know. Got some notes or something, you know. Notes, maybe a grocery list or something here yeah. or there, man, something very basic. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, just want to give y'all a reminder that we will not have an episode next week um, on September the 28th because mm-hmm. we are going to see Beyonce in Houston this weekend. Ain't nobody got time to be recording. We're going to be recovering from exactly. Beyonce. We're going to be recovering, not recording. Yes, exactly. I'm sure you guys understand. <laughs> right, but we will be back the first week of October with an episode uh, dropping that week. So, Which yeah, is insane I, to say. October puts us officially into spooky season. And by the time y'all hear this episode, we will be almost officially into fall. And I'm just so excited. So, yeah, next time y'all hear from us, it will be spooky season. It will be fall. And we will be even bigger Beyonce stands than we are right now. So it's a win-win-win. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure we'll do some kind of recap or something. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. Um, give us some feedback on the show. Let us know what you think about it. We have a slightly new format that we're trying out. So yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Elevating and evolving. There we go. That's what Planners and Wine does. So hopefully y'all enjoy it and understand. And um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to y'all after we see Beyonce. (laughs) After the Renaissance. There we go. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Hey, Grapevine. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Planners and Wine is hosted by Megan P. and Myra P. and is edited by Jonathan F. We'd like to thank our Planners of Wine patrons for their continued support and engagement. With special thanks to Daniel M. and Lisa F., moderators of our Patreon-exclusive Facebook group. For more amazing content, please visit plannersandwine.com or find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash plannersandwine. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Planners and Wine.